The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. Welcome to the lot scene. It is your boy, ATD, above the Dave, here once again. Uh, welcome back. Uh, today, we are going to be talking the best Disco Biscuits festival sets of all time. I have ranked my top five, and I'm going to be putting those out there for everybody to disagree with, probably. Uh, then I'm going to have a couple guests. We're going to speak with Ice Cold Larry, who is part of the Nitrous Mafia, and we want to kind of get an inside scoop of what's going on with that. Uh, and then we're going to be speaking with a guy who just hit 100 shows. So we bring him on, and, and, and we want to give him a platform to talk about his journey. Uh, getting to 100 shows, that's impressive. I still haven't done it, so I am in awe. Um, and then finally, we have the greatest guitar player of all time, Mr. John Gutwillig, here to talk with us for a few minutes, uh, and we're very excited about that. So, uh, all right, buckle up. We're doing another episode of The Lot lot Scene. scene. Episode of <coughs> Oh God oh. 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 Steve Uh Steve Okay Um I think uh, Steve is dead But you are here and alive Welcome to the lot scene I'm above the Dave Let's get right into it uh, the Disco Biscuits, yeah. Uh, I want to talk today about what I believe to be their five best sets ever. I put minimal thought into this. I didn't want everybody to know that I just wanted to pick a topic and very hastily put it together and then spit it out to you as um, pseudo-fact and then have you get angry at me because I missed one to ten other festival sets that you think should be in the top five. Of course, this is going to be extremely biased. I don't even know how much I believe what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it. We are going to do my personal top five Disco Biscuit sets, uh, and we're going to do it in order, too. So we're going to start with what I believe to be the fifth best Disco Biscuits festival set of all time, and that is 
Actually, at a festival I actually went to a few times, I did not see this particular set. I did catch a year where the Disco Biscuits played a super late night, like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. slot at a Bonnaroo. I want to say like 2005, 2006. Uh, this was a few years later, 2008. They came back and did really an incredible set. Uh, starts with Memphis and then a Helicopters that has Alan doing some stuff with that, like the e-drum, snare e-drum, where he's like changing the pitch of it as he's like building. It's an incredible jam, both of those right up, up top. And then uh, Ladies, Safety Dance, Nug Huffer, Killing in the Name, uh, which they did, they were in a lot, 2008, 2009. It's a great cover. Then Rock, this is the meat of it, really. I think the Rock Candy, Crickets, Rock Candy, Magellan Reprise, Crystal Ball, Flows, Basis for a Day, uh, almost a 30-minute basis for a day to close it out. This set is just, mm, it's just so good. It's just powerhouse biscuits. 2008, at this point, they Alan's been the drummer now for a few years, and they're just locked in. Uh, 2008-2009, I mean, we all loved it. I mean, that was just such great biscuits. They were on a mission, it feels like. It's like, it's like peak Bonnaroo, too. Like, I don't know, Bonnaroo's nah, these days, not so great. But what was happening in the 2000s at Bonnaroo was, was really a lot of special stuff. Uh, I got to see so many dope fucking acts. I got to see so many good acts. The Radiohead show 2006 was uh was a highlight of one of the highlights of my life uh but uh i missed this show i think i bought this off of like nugs or whatever we were listening to at that time and listened to it religiously so i want to put this at the five slot for the disco biscuits all-time festival sets moving to number four this set i don't think i'm gonna get too many people pushing back on this one this set more than anything, is so important, I think, for the history of the Biscuits. It's just one of those festival sets that just so many people saw them for the first time. So many people fell in love with the Biscuits because of this set. Uh, I was also not at this. A lot of my friends were. It is Gathering of the Vibes 2001, uh, June 29th, 2001. Short set, but I don't know. There's something about the energy of this set. Uh, Spy, Above the Waves, Into Munchkin, 7-Eleven, Into Basis, Into Thieving Magpie. I think it was one of those festivals where they just got on stage at the right time. Uh, I think it was a day set to just rip it up. There was a lot of attention on them at this point. 2001 is, I, th I think it's my favorite year of the Disco Biscuits, quite possibly. Uh, some of the stuff that's happening now actually is, is coming close to that. But 2001... I guess as long as I've been a fan, I've always said is just like my my year. And this set for a lot of people got them on board with this band. Uh, and so for that, this may be more of an important festival set than it you could say than it's the best festival set. But it also is a great set. And just there's something about the energy. Um, you could hear it. I wasn't at this show, but I remember hearing it. I got it on CD. And listen to it nonstop. The Waves, Munchkin, the 7-Eleven, the Basis. I just, over and over and over and over again, I listened to this uh, festival set. I was like, this is 
this is my band because at that point I've been seeing them for like two years and obsessed. And when I heard this, I was like, this is my band doing their thing. I was so proud. I was like, this is just everybody would hear. Who wouldn't love this? Who wouldn't love this? That's how I felt. Uh, and I had a bunch of friends who were there. It sounded like a fucking clusterfuck, uh, just dirty, sweaty, muddy drug fest. That's what it sounded like. Like It sounded like most of my friends came back from this festival in rough shape. And like they lost many years off their life. Uh, so I'm actually happy I wasn't at this particular show, uh, to be honest. It's it, But it's great. If you haven't heard it, I'm putting that one at the four spot. We're going to keep it moving. My number three all-time Disco Biscuits festival set is going to be High Sierra Music Festival, July 2nd, 2006. This one is a must-listen. 2006, now couple years earlier than that Bonnaroo set. It is still in those the, that early Allen period. And this one, I wasn't at this High Sierra. Again, I actually have also been to High Sierra uh, 2007, I think. And uh, they the Biscuits played maybe one late, super, super late night set. And then maybe a short set some other time. But I know that they did like a late night set. And it was great. I was on a bunch of acid, and I remember coming out of the biscuits set, and I was very fucked up, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to sleep, and we were all heading back to our tents, and uh, my friend gave me a full bar, like a Xanax, and I just popped it. Because I didn't have much experience taking any kind of prescription drugs or anything, and uh, so he gave it to me thinking I was going to like maybe break it up and put some of it in my mouth and I just tossed it in my mouth and swallowed and he was like oh okay I guess you're gonna do the full thing and I was like oh okay is that gonna hit me he's like yeah you might want to pick up the pace as you walk back to your tent because that's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks and as we're walking to our tents a bunch of people are playing kickball like like the sun is coming up people are playing kickball and I just walk over and I think my friend says hey my buddy just took a Xanax and he's about to collapse can he just get one kick in? And they said, sure. And I and they r- rolled the kickball to me and I pelted it and it went down the middle, like I think like to like the to center field, but I but I instead of running to the base, I just kept walking straight down the field past them to my tent. Cause I was like, I can't stick around for what the next person's gonna do and and see this through. Like the clock is ticking and I'm about to pass out. And then I did for 12 hours. Like, you know how hard it is to sleep at a festival. Actually, Hi Sierra, to be honest, it's the most family friendly spot. If you're a bit older now and you're like, I can't do festivals, there is one festival you can do, and it is High Sierra. If the Biscuits are playing High Sierra, you could take your kids to this. Like, it is the kind of festival. So many kids are there. There's so many events catered to, like, young hippie families. Like, it is it is the cleanest, nicest, sweetest, most wholesome festival I've ever been to. It is just so far from Camp Bisco. <laughs> like, it's mind-blowing. Uh, and, yes, you can have... You could take your kids there. Like you can, it could be a family experience, and that can only happen. I wouldn't recommend that at any music festival, but High Sierra, you can do this. Uh, you can take your kids. And uh, anyway, so there's like 
you know what it's like to sleep through any festival. Like during the day, though, it's impossible. It's hot. Everyone's talking and everyone's banging drums and screaming. I, I was next to a band. We were camped next to a band playing off of a truck, and I slept through hours of it, just zonked off the Zanny bar. And then that, my friends dragged me to some like area, like a center kind of green and where everybody just hangs out, b- blows bubbles and whatever, and does yoga. And I was just asleep. It, it was a rough recovery. So anyway, the next year, the Disco Biscuits come back to High Sierra. And this time they do a set. I think I listened to the, some of this set uh, yeah, last week. Like I listened to this. I check into this one all the time uh, for a few reasons. But I remember when I first saw this set, I was excited, but also I was a little like skeptical. I was like, this feels uh, maybe like it's going to be gimmicky. And sometimes as Biscuit fans, when we see something that looks like that from our band, we get it. We get a little, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not here for the gimmicks. I don't want to like, I don't want the theatrics like fish or something. I just want jams. I want fucking jams. Like don't take away my jam. Like it's like when we have someone like guest do a guest spot or like come on stage with our band we're like all right this better be fire or get the fuck off the stage because you are eating into my jam time (laughs) like we're we're nuts about our shit so when i saw this i was like "Eh, i don't know reason being is because it is this show if you don't remember it's the show that goes i man into helicopters into 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 i man yeah so if if you've never heard of this show uh then, yeah, it's a back and forth between the two. And we're talking like a minute in each song going back and forth and back and forth. So it's actually pretty quick and an interesting listen. But really what I love is the opener, the high wire opener into Run Like Hell. Um, hearing high wire, man, you know what? Like high wire right now, it's like such a encore move from the biscuits it's basically kind of just been like designated as like shit we got six minutes on the clock you know let's just do high wire and that's cool i guess but i really do think high wire which was born out of the big happy which was really a great song that they could jam into and out of because it's such a fun groove uh and they did used to do such cool stuff with the big happy going in and out of it that, you know, it, it sometimes it, I feel like it does the song a disservice to just put it as a standalone in an encore. It is a great song to jam in and out of. High Wire opener into Run Like Hell proves how epic uh, it could be. And this band is like just rocking right out the gate with this. With this. One of my favorite jams really is this High Wire Run Like Hell. Then we get uh, Very Moon, which is great. Then you get the I-Man helicopters back and forth. And that's a fun listen. And then it's back into a bunch of just good shit. I mean, Overture, uh, they do Bach, and then Overture, Sweating Bullets comes out, and then a Mulberry's Dream, and 42. And then, really what I love, and I don't say this often, I don't think a lot of people say this often when it comes to biscuit shows, the fucking encore, Space Bird, Save the Robots. This one, two is... I think my favorite encore the Biscuits have ever done. Um, at festival sets, you don't always get encores. Uh, High Sierra, they must have been like a headlining set. So uh, they do this very good set and then just crush it with this encore. It was like, in a way, I felt like maybe maybe they wanted to just bring like a couple of like longer songs to this set because, you know, the 42 is long. 
But other than that, and in the beginning, you get that that nice run like Hell, which is 25 minutes. Fairy Moon's 40, 14 and a half. So, but then a lot of stuff is short. So the Space Bird clocks in just under 16, and then the Safer Robots is 27 minutes long. And I'm not going to lie, it's one of my favorite robots because it's, uh, honestly, it's so fishy. It's like, it is really fishy. It's like, it's like, uh, it's a fish jam at points. It feels like, uh, I'm like, is this going into cities? It's, so it kind of like, kind of made me happy from like the fish fan in me. But it is such a good save the robots. And that encore is so fucking good. And so, yeah, I'm putting this at my three spot. High Sierra 2006. All right, my number two spot is going to go to 2007. This is 10,000 Lakes Festival, July 19th, 2007. I've listened to this show so many times, and a few months ago, as part of the, the Discord group, the Robot Savers, uh, did a, there were like a Twitch stream, uh, a homie put up the video, and I got to watch a bunch of the video, and I've never seen visuals, never saw any video uh, from this festival and like all of us in the chat were watching this show and for some of us not after not hearing it for a long time maybe ever we were all just kind of like holy shit this festival set is actually one of the best festival sets and I'm actually going to put it at the number two spot of all time it is so insane it's so good front to back it's so much energy comes out with a kitchen mitts that does jam out like it's a jammed out high energy fucking amazing kitchen mitts that goes into an incredible inverted save the robots uh which is just peaking energy uh into home again just the ending back into the middle section of robots into the end of Svengali, then an insane caterpillar into an inverted crickets into an inverted bazaar into the middle of crickets into orc theme into caterpillar story of the world beast and then high wire there it is so a bunch of a bunch of similar picks actually a bunch of similar songs you get the high wire now ending it and, and robots towards the front but uh that's just a coincidence this set right here, I think, is the the most I've ever listened to a, a, a Biscuit Festival set. Uh, I had this on repeat at the gym. This was this is a great if like the sound quality is so good too uh, on Nugs. If you give this one a listen, it is like it's the perfect like gym. If you're on a stairmaster or you're running, this is so good. Just start with the kitchen mitts and you're off. So yeah, uh, I'm putting this at the at the two spot. If you don't know, get on this show. That leaves the number one spot, and I'm going to be putting that. I think this is obvious. In fact, I don't know. I was going to, I actually had to look this up because I didn't know if this was a real festival because the only thing we know about this festival, or at least I do because I wasn't there, and a lot of us as fans, as we know it of this of this festival, is really just one band, and it's our band and what they did at this festival. We don't actually think that there's all these other bands that performed at this festival, but uh, there were. And the festival that I am speaking of is, of course, the Haymaker Festival, 2002, uh, October 4th and 5th. The Biscuits played so much music. You got to put this one at one, right? I don't know. I feel like it's got to be in everybody's top five. Uh, for me, I'm putting it at number one because it both has the the importance in the history and the canon of the Biscuits. Uh, it is often referred to as, yeah, their best festival set, and for good reason. If I had to pick one night, I would pick night two, the hot air balloon into Astronaut, 
Bernstein and Chaznoff into a C to B. Uh, there's robots again. Very moon into helicopters into very moon. Oh my god, that that whole section into Shemra back into helicopters. Kitchen mitts into run like hell. I swear, I, I keep now that I'm looking at it, I keep seeing these repeats. Like kitchen mitts is back closing it out into run like hell. Like didn't we just see kitchen mitts? to say the robots yeah I, I don't know why there's all these repeats uh robots and mitts and run like hell but you know they're winners but let me i'll just pull up the other one because the other one's so much music yeah ladies voices house dog that's right such a good house dog and king of the world and buddha home again magellan rock candy triumphed crystal ball little lie house dog into ladies little lies Bengali. yeah story of the world so so much music they played like all night i think they were, yeah they played so long for that first night haymaker it's the number one do you agree with me have i have i pissed you off because i'm so wrong about that top five you know what you can tell me you can let me know uh because us here at the at the lot scene we have an instagram uh, at the lot scene podcast we have a twitter at the lot scene podcast find me Tell me which ones I, f- I forgot and how I got it all wrong, please. Um, or if you think that I got it right. I, that would be crazy if you told me that. But, you know, you can do that if you like. Uh, either way, guys, that is my that is my opinion on the top five. So let's get the show moving right along, though. My first guest today is a guy that's been in the Nitrous Mafia for many, many years and he is kind enough to come uh, here on the podcast to tell us a little bit about his life. So everybody, give a warm welcome to Ice Cold Larry. Larry, how we doing today? I'm doing good. I got Ice Cold Fatties. I'm doing all right. I got my tank key. Hold on. Let me put my tank down. Okay. Oh. You go everywhere with your tank? I do. I do. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I do. I go everywhere with my tank. I know, you know, you never know when someone's going to need balloons. Ice cold fatties. Ice cold fatties. Yeah, well, it's just uh, it's just me and, uh, well, we got a couple people running this thing. Um, but I don't think anybody's going to want, well, I guess I'm wrong. My, my crew does want some ice cold, ice cold fatties. Oh, you want some ice cold fatties? Hold on, let me get the tank. Okay, I'm going to get some, a couple of balloons here. Are you gonna are you gonna be doing any nitrous? Nitrous? Nah, nah. I don't I don't touch this stuff. Nah. I love cocaine though. Love cocaine. You have any yay? No, I do not. That's too bad. So first things we got I gotta ask, you're you're a nitrous mafia guy, right? You're in the mafia? That's correct, yeah. So what's uh what's your deal? What are you what are you doing on lot? What are you what are you pitching these for? Three for twenty. You know, stand standard stuff. Three for twenty, you know. One for ten, three for twenty. But mine are always the freshest. Okay, mine are mine are always the freshest on lot. Okay, so these other guys, the balloons. Have you seen these things? These, these balloons, they're tiny little balloons. We have a saying out here on lot. What, what is the saying? I say if it ain't from Larry, it's probably scary. <laughs> That's cute. You're on lot for for like every every fish show. You're on lot for dead shows. Anybody else you hit the lot? Oh sure, sure. Umfreeth, Sound Tribe, Goose. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm everywhere. Dead and Company. Widespread. Do you do you like jam bands? 
Nah, not really my thing. Not really my thing. Except Ween. Ween rules. Ween is awesome. They are so good. Ween are the best. I love Ween so much. But I'm more of an, an Ariana Grande fan. Really? Wouldn't expect that from you, Larry. Oh yeah, I go to lots of her concerts. Girl can really sing. Then afterwards, I sell Grande balloons. Twice as big. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's very clever. What concerts do you make the most money at? Hands down, fish. Yeah, I figured. Those 40 and 50 year olds are a real group of derelicts. I've seen them blow thousands of dollars on balloons in one night. Oh, wow. Yeah, like this one time, this chick in a dress once bought a whole tank for me for $10,000. Carried it away in a bus. Damn, that's nuts. $10,000? Yeah, I found out later with the band's drummer. Oh, that, yeah, that's actually a man. Oh, man, that's, that's actually a relief because I felt bad how ugly she was. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, the, that's John Fishman. Yeah, he's, he's a drummer. Oh, okay. So, I gotta ask, man. You're, you're in that hustle, and that's cool. I always wanted to know, how much you guys make a year doing this shit? Well, I'm not really at liberty to say. Oh, okay. 85000 Oh, shit. That's, that's pretty solid money. What do you do when you're not selling balloons on lot? I mow lawns and play a fair amount of Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, with my nephews. Have you ever been arrested? Only once. Last year, actually. Yeah, I was making a killing. We went through like 12 tanks. Oh shit, where was this? The Capitol. Oh, the Capitol Theater, man. I love that venue. No, man. The Capitol. Washington, D.C. January 6th last year. The insurrection? Holy shit. You were arrested selling nitrous there? Well, we sold out of all the nitrous so fast. These guys were sucking down balloons. I've never seen anything like it. They were sucking them so fast then. We just walked around because we were all out of nitrous. Made so much fucking money. Next thing I know, we were stealing a mini fridge from someone's office. The fucking pigs arrested us all. So, wait, Larry, did you think the election was stolen? What election? Next question, Larry. Everybody always talks about the nitrous mafia. I mean, come on. It's not really like a mafia, right? Oh, no, it is. It's definitely a mafia. We got a god fatty and everything. A god fatty? Yeah, god fatty, yeah. Yeah, his name's Morris Mulberry. That sounds familiar. Nah, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of like the main guy that everybody looks up to. He can have you dead in fucking two seconds. You've got to be on your best behavior when you're around Mr. Mulberry. Yeah, he's a god fatty. So he's just been, like, in the game for a long time? Oh, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been doing it. Yeah, he was a dentist, and then, and then just became a nitrous, underground nitrous dealer. Specifically, just working the dead lots, like in 70s, 80s, and stuff like that. Damn, all right. So you don't listen to any of this kind of music, other than, than Ween? Yeah, no, see, I'm not, it's not into this kind of music. It's just not what I'm looking for, you know? Like I said, I like Ariana Grande. Um, I'm, I'm a big mummy. You're a big mummy? Yeah, yeah, Mumford & Sons. You know Mumford & Sons? I do know Mumford & Sons, yeah. Yeah, Mumford & Sons, we, we, call, we call each other mummies. You know, like, like, the, oh, like dummies. Yeah, 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 yeah. like mummies. Yeah, you know. Anything, do you ever listen to the Disco Biscuits? Disco Biscuits. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the Biscuits, I think, uh, maybe working a lot. A lot, a lot of times when I hear the Biscuits, you know, that usually means that we're, they're going to be good customers, you know, because they, they usually like to buy a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I like the Biscuits, you know, I mean, not musically, but, you know, I'm just not really into like that, that electronic kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll listen to some chain smokers, you know, little chain smokers, but that that's about as far as I go when it comes to electronic music. Yeah, I love chain smokers. Yeah, anytime I can catch them, you know. I've done Mumford tour. I don't I don't wanna hear about that. Yeah, okay.
So you're making all this you're making all this money, going to different lots and selling nitrous. I'm really I'm, I'm living my dream above the Dave. It's ice, ice cold fatties. That's what we got here. Ice cold fatties. Above the Dave. Did your crew want ice, ice cold fatties? I brought this tank. So if any someone wants ice cold fatties, I got them here. Actually, yeah. If you could, is it possible you could just kick it till after we're done with this episode, and we could just all hang out in the parking lot and just do some balloons? Is that is that cool with you? Yeah, I'm gonna be at Spofford lot at seven, so I got a couple hours to burn. If you guys want, you guys got you guys got um you guys got cash, right? Uh, we got cash. Well, uh, one of our guys actually just died. Looks like oh shit, yeah, he's got eighty bucks in his pocket. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. We can definitely do some balloons. All right, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, just stick around and we will hang out after. Sound good? Sounds good, man. And for all the listeners out there of the lot scene, I, I fucking love this podcast above the Dave. I love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to say, if it ain't from Larry, you, you want me to finish it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot what it was. It's probably scary. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not that good. Right. Just do it, just do it. Okay, okay all right, all right. And remember, all your listeners, if it ain't from Larry... It's probably scary. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to have you want to have ice cold fatties from Larry's because mine are the coldest, baby. They the coldest and the fattest. Ice cold fatties. All right, Larry, we'll meet you in we'll meet you in the parking lot in uh, in a little bit. All right, catch you later. Ice cold Larry, everybody. That was ice cold Larry. That was that was informative. So, all right, our next guest. He's a guy. Uh, I've never met this guy. Uh, I don't know if I've seen him ever at a show, but he hit me up and he told me that his name is Brandon and he's done a hundred biscuit shows. He just hit a hundred and he wants to come uh, up on the pod and, you know, just talk about his journey, um, seeing them. And uh, so I said, yeah, that's cool. You know, always happy to have uh, a fan here on the show. So give a warm welcome. To a guy who just hit 100 shows, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon is joining us today. So, Brandon, you just hit 100 shows, man. That is that is commendable, man. Congrats on that. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no problem. You don't look that familiar. I don't know if I've... Have, I, have we ever seen each... You ever seen me before? I don't know if I've ever seen you before at a show. I mean, you look familiar, but like... No, I don't think we've ever met or anything. Oh, that's all good. Well, I'm nice to finally meet you, man. I'm a, I'm above the Dave. Oh, cool, cool, cool name. I I don't really get it, but no, you don't you don't really get it, huh? No. Well, anyway, uh, Brandon, how about this, man? I know you got a lot of people you want to thank for for this incredible milestone. I'm just gonna let you take the floor, man, and you can you can just say what you want to say here. I know you want to get up here and, and say some stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, man, it's a wild ride, hundred shows. I just want to thank God for giving me the strength and health to do 100 shows. Uh, and thank you, of course, to my family, if you're listening, uh, for all of the support. And by support, I mean all the money you gave me. <laughs> like the tickets, uh, the gas money. Uh, I definitely want to say that time that I got locked up, uh, my family came through and they did pay my bail, and that was super cool. I want to say thank you to my tour buddies, uh, my rider dies. Uh, specifically the ones who did die. Uh, rest in peace, Chaz, Toby, rest in peace, Skyler, Stan, damn, Liz, and Charlemagne, and Izzy. And to all my tour friends still with us, like Rocky, Foster, John, Tony, 
and Izzy, dude. I thought Izzy was dead. Oh, yeah, he was pronounced dead for a few minutes, but he's alive now. Pretty sure. Anyways, I want to thank all the gas stations that let me use your bathrooms to poop in. All the Burger King bathrooms that let me fuck in. <laughs> nice. All the airports that didn't pull me aside and surge me because of the color of my skin. Brandon, I, I gotta, I gotta say, man, you, you are painfully white. I don't, I don't know what issue they would have had. Dude, Ancestry.com said I'm one twelfth African, dude. So be respectful. I want to also thank all the cops who let me off with a warning. Yeah, see, right there, that that means you're definitely white. Whatever. All the camping sites that tolerated my crew. All the venues that didn't throw us out. And I want to thank all the cute biscuit mamas that let me smash. Oh, sick, dude. Except that one chick who gave me chlamydia. And I want to thank all the hoodies that let me crash. Except that one in Amarillo that gave me bed bugs. Whoa. I want to shout out to all my plugs over the years. You guys hooked it up time after time again to let me rage. Yep, gotta, gotta thank the connects. And I want to thank my tattoo artist for giving me some sick ink. And also my other tattoo artist for fixing the mistakes of the first tattoo artist when he would fuck up. It's always good to have a backup plan. I want to thank my cousin Gary for driving all night to pick us up when we were kidnapped by a Mexican drug cartel and left naked, tied up, and on meth in the desert. Damn. And I want to thank my dog Gene for removing that glass pipe out of my ass that one time. Is that... Oh, shit. Am I getting played off? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess you're... I guess you're going a little long. Of course. Okay, okay. Of course. I gotta give it up for the band. <laughs> exactly, right? For always pushing the limits musically every show. I wouldn't see a hundred shows of any other band, right? I spent every dollar I've had and given up on every dream I've thought of just to follow my favorite group from city to city, raging night after night for decades. I knew someday I'd make it to a hundred shows, and now that I'm at the top of the mountain looking back, I'd do it all again. Sure, I toured a long time, and I lost a lot, but I also loved a lot, and at the end of the day, it's all about the he says, she says bullshit. So thank you, everyone, who got me here today. A hundred shows of the best band in the world. Limp Biscuit. Wait, what? This is a Disco Biscuit podcast. What? No, dude, you said biscuit. Biscuits, dude. No, what? You saw a hundred Limp Biscuit shows? Who sees a hundred Limp Biscuit shows? You're looking at them, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, fucking congrats, dude, on seeing 100 shows of Limp Biscuit. Thanks, dude. All right, guys, that was Brandon. Guy who saw 100 shows. Give it up for Brandon. Everybody, I am so excited to bring up our next guest. This guy is the man, in my opinion. It's, there is no better when it comes to slaying the guitar. He is the most underrated guitar player of all time. Everybody give it up for John Gutwillig, a.k.a. Barber. Barber, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Above the Dave, we're talking on the pot, and we're talking about the biscuits, and we're going to be talking about the jams, because that's just what we do, folks. Pleasure to be here, Bob the Dave. Pleasure is all mine, John. This is um, 
Can I call you, can I call you Babs? I'd prefer if you didn't call me Babs. But if you called me by my name, John the Barber, host of the Touchdowns All Day podcast from Osiris Media. And if you could also make sure that you tell everyone that I talk about the jams and I'm going to talk about what we're doing. And we got stuff lined up, folks. We got great stuff coming down the pipe. So now don't call me Babs. Call me John or call me the barber. But don't call me late for dinner. That's cool. I can totally call you John. So John, you're a guitar player for a band. Andrew, you have a podcast of your own. I'll tell you what I don't talk about on this podcast. I don't talk about self-driving cars. I don't know about self-driving cars. Should you be in a car that drives itself? I don't know, folks. That's not what we talk about here. If we did, I'd get in a car and I'd let it drive me around. And then I'd maybe come back, tell you if I got in a crash. Did I think the car drove well? Did I feel safe? That's just not what we talk about on the pot. We're here to talk about the biscuits and the jams. I'm not here to talk about Domino's Pizza. Should you eat Domino's? Is it better than Pizza Hut? That's not what I'm here to talk about, folks. Not on the pot. If you want to hear about people eating Domino's Pizza, then you can go to another pot where they'll probably talk about the Domino's Pizza Tracker. Is it good to have a tracker for the Domino's? Do you want to know when your pizza is being made? I don't know. I don't know if I want to know if my pizza is being made by a man or by a woman. Do I need to know the physical breakdown of these people? No. But yet the tracker tells me who's making the pizza, what kind of pizza it's making, and then I get to see when someone's coming with my pizza, what his or her name is, what car they drive, and then when the pizza arrives, which is, frankly, folks, the only thing I need to know about the pizza delivery is when the pizza's at my door so I can pay for the pizza, bring it inside, and inevitably see that it's the wrong order. That's what I'm saying, folks. That's not what we're going to talk about on the pot. Above the Dave, if I wanted to talk about the Domino's Pizza Tracker, I'd talk about it. That's not what we do on the pot. That's, you're right. That's, uh, that is not what we are here to talk about at all. That's right. My pod's not about breast pumps. About what? If I wanted to talk about carbon, then I'd talk about carbon. Are we releasing carbon? I'm releasing carbon right now, and I'm breathing in oxygen. And plants, they're giving me the oxygen. And I breathe it in, and the climate is changing all around, and nature is healing. And yet, here I am, just a guitar player for a jam band, listening to jams on the pod, talking about the jams. Some are high energy. Some are going to be a little more funky. You know, a little more cool. Maybe my shades are down. Maybe we're having a good time on stage. We're smiling. And that's just what we're doing. But I'm not here to be on the pod and talking about carbon. Because, yeah, what is a plant? It's admitting carbon. But then I see that you have things like 
a power plant. Like in New Jersey, where I'm from, we have power plants. And none of these plants look like other plants. Why is it called a plant? Why is it called this? That's not something we talk about on the pot. We stick to talking about the disco biscuits and where we're going and what we're doing and the year ahead. And we got great stuff. Buy the merch. And we're just going to be throwing touchdowns and listening to champs because that's what we're here to do. Exactly. That's what we're here to do. I have a ton of questions, John. So let's let's try to get this back on track here. All right. And another thing. Oh, God. You know, I woke up this morning, put on my sunglasses. First thing I do. That's the first thing you do every morning. First thing I do is I put on my shades and then I put on my pants. They have cats shooting laser beams on my pants, and I put them on just like you. One leg at a time. I put them on backwards, just like the 90s hip-hop group crisscross. I walk around my house wearing tube socks and a hoodie with my pants on backwards, sipping probably some coffee, maybe some tea, maybe some honey. I don't know. It depends on the day. Sometimes I have a coffee, and sometimes I go out and I'll get a coffee. But where do I go to get a coffee? That's something we could talk about on the pod. No, I really hope we're not going to talk about that. Do I go to Starbucks, or should I go to Pete's? I could go to Coffee Bean, but I really, really like Starbucks. When I go there, I just feel good. I wear my shades, and I'm getting there, and I order a venti caramel macchiato. And I'll sometimes just sip it outside while looking at Twitter and seeing all the fans who are so excited about the podcast, The Disco Biscuits, and how set break is over. Dude, and no one is more excited about set break being over than me. And I got to say, out of all the songs that have come out in the last couple years since Set Break has been over, dude, I got to hand it to you. My favorite is Running Into the Night. And that's what it's all about, folks. I'm playing guitar with my friends, and we're having a good time. And I'm up there, and I'm playing, and I'm thinking to myself, this is pretty good. I'm liking what I'm hearing, and it's really just playing epic jams and making the fans scream and yell, and that feels good. Dude, you're like the ultimate rock star up there. I mean, you're you're shredding, you know, constantly. It just, man, I, I can only imagine the feeling. It feels good to be in the biscuits, and it feels good to play the jams. Great, and I think you actually said that you brought in uh, some clips today. That's right. I brought in some clips. Love for us to listen and just sit back and chill. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. Well, I had this first one queued up. So is there anything you want to say about this clip? You can just play the clip. Okay. Uh, here's the first clip that John has brought in for us to listen to. I'm very excited. Here we go. Folks, if you think that's a wet cat, you haven't seen what I got in the tub. <laughs> Oh, 
Wait, uh, I'm a little confused. Uh, I thought you said you brought in a, a clip. There it is. That's the clip. That's the clip. I thought we were going to you brought in a clip of the Disco Biscuits. No, this is a clip from a party where I told a joke and they loved it and I wanted to bring it in. Oh, okay. Oh, that was at a party. At a party a couple months ago and the joke did so well. I had to bring it on. Yeah, it sounded like it, it did well. I, I, I don't really know the context of why, but uh, it sounded like you did well. Okay. Well, that was unexpected, but uh, you brought in another clip here, so that's good. Um, tell us about this next clip. Let's, let's just move right along. The clip speaks for itself. All right, let's hear the next clip from John. Hey, folks, a man walks in to a bar. Ouch. <laughs> really? Pretty good stuff, if you ask me. That was, that was at a party as well. That one was from a time I was waiting in line at the DMV for what had to be two to three hours. And I just busted that one out. Everyone thought it was funny. And I had to record it. And you were at the DMV recently, huh? That clip is four years old. That's four. You've been saving that for four years? Okay, well, I was really hoping we'd get to listen to some disco biscuits. But, uh, okay, well, um... I have a whole bunch more questions I wanted to ask you. Do you guys have big plans coming up for, for 2022? We got so much stuff I can't even talk about. And I won't talk about it. Even though I want to talk about it, I'm not going to do it. Because I'm told by my manager that I can't reveal all the dates and all the plans. But I can tell you that we have music that we've made. And we are thinking about releasing it. But I don't know. I don't know if it's ready. It's hard to tell. And I'm thinking to myself, when I'm making the music, is this a good jam? Am I in the moment? Is this the flow state that I want to be in when I'm making the music? And then I think to myself, Barber, have you done your taxes this year? Did you do your what? Because that is what goes through my head sometimes on stage. I'll think, this jam is great. I'm really into what Magner's doing right now, but oh my God, I haven't done my taxes, and it's time for taxes. And then I'm thinking, I got a tax guy, and all he does is taxes at one point of the year, meaning that the rest of the year, if you're a tax guy, what, do you have the whole year off to just do whatever you want to do? And I'm thinking of this on stage, and I'm thinking tax guys probably should do something else with their time when they're not doing taxes. Maybe they should do something like a tax and a wax. Like you do taxes when it's tax time. And the rest of the year, you can wax people where they need waxing and do a tax wax situation. That's, dude, that's really funny. I really like that idea. That's, that's a really good idea. Perfect. I got a new clip. You got a new what? Oh, you oh you recorded you just telling that little that little bit. Save the good joke. It was, it was a good joke. Yeah, no, it was it's a great idea. It's really funny. Okay, well, 
Barber, uh, it has been great talking with you. I know we're short, getting short on time here, so I got to ask you a question. I've been meaning to ask since I started listening to this band. My personal favorite Disco Biscuit song is The Very Moon. And I got to ask, man, I've always wanted to know. Like, I know it's part of the hot air balloon, but did you write that song, like, with a certain girl in mind? Is there any backstory or can you give me anything on, like, who Leora is, and is that based on anyone real in your life? Great question. Love to talk about it. You know, Leora, what? above the Dave, is that the sound of nitrous? Oh, yeah, Ice Cold Larry's actually in the parking lot. Well, then let's go do some balloons. <sighs> All right, yeah, you know what? We should just wrap this whole thing up. Guys, uh, we're going to go do some balloons. This has been the lot scene. I have been above the Dave. I want to thank uh, Ice Cold Larry for dropping by from the Nitrous Mafia. I want to thank Brandon, a man who just saw a hundred Limp Biscuit shows. And also, uh, thank you so much, John Gutwillig, the barber, for coming by and talking with me. The pleasure was mine. Now let's get fucked up. All right, guys. Next week, episode four, we're going to be talking about Rage Wage, a game that me and my friends made up, and uh, I've been playing with my Biscuit friends for, uh, like, decades at this point, and uh, I'll share a little history of that. Uh, We got pigeons playing ping pong, stopping by the studio. Uh, Also, we have a old-timer, Grateful Dead fan, Right Wing Rose, is popping into the studio as well, and we interview the genius, the prodigy, the keyboard player of the Disco Biscuits, Mr. Aaron Magner. And that's all coming up next week. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on The Lot Scene.